This episode is marked for sensitive content. Check content warnings before listening. This week on The Breakup Breakdown. We got engaged. It was eight years of trying to be together. We had started just acting different. He said, up until a couple weeks ago, I was taking a voice to leave you. At this point, I was never going to leave. And that's when like everything started coming down. You know those friends that are in just relationships that are not good for them? And you just keep asking yourself, why are they staying? Well, this episode tackles that question. We're going to dive into why people stay in relationships. That from the outside, you're like, yeah, this is not good for you. But when you're in that relationship, it's just not that black and white. Hey, what's up? It's Abby for The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Want to give you a quick heads up that this episode does tackle the heavier topic of abuse and relationships. I've linked some really helpful resources in the description of this episode. So definitely check those out if you or somebody you know is in a relationship that is just not good or healthy for them. Or if you just want to learn more about abusive relationships from professionals that can actually speak on it rather than just hear hearing somebody's own personal experience. Some other fun stuff is that I'm actually verified on Spotify now. I got that blue check mark and I've actually been working with Spotify to curate some breakup specific playlists. Some that are kind of fun, like the playlist to listen to when you're moving on from someone or when you're maladaptive daydreaming about someone, but then also like just some specific ones about if you got cheated on, you should play this playlist or if you're having relationship anxiety and you don't know what you two are, we've got a playlist for that too. They're linked on my profile page so you can check them out there. And last but not least, if there is a specific part of the interview you want to jump to, a specific little soundbite you want to hear, you can always check out the timestamps in the episode description. Hey, what's up? It's Abby. And co-worker Justin. Co-worker Justin, back <laughs> in the office. Okay, mm-hmm. so today's submission is really interesting because normally the submissions that I get, people notice something went wrong because of social media. Maybe someone deleted all of their photos. Maybe okay. they got a DM from someone. Yada, yada, yada. This is a real life example. I'm taking y'all into the real world today. So here's what the submission says. It says, so there's this couple I knew from high school that had a really public breakup, but nobody really knows what fully happened. I knew this guy and girl from high school. They were together for years. I think maybe like five. So the girl was seen sobbing at her boyfriend. Well, I guess now ex-boyfriend's graduation. And you hear a lot of petty breakup gossip from mutual friends and stuff, but I've never quite gotten the full story. Someone said that they saw him walk off with another girl that day. So I wonder if maybe there was some kind of cheating involved. But honestly, I don't think so because I never saw him get into another relationship after that, or at least after I heard that the breakup happened. I assume that they broke up at the graduation or at least after, but I've always just been so curious as to what was so bad about the relationship that they would have such a public fallout. Can you get the deets? So here's the thing. So if this public fallout happened at the graduation and nobody really knows what happened, I feel like it was something that happened that day while this event was happening because if they had broken up beforehand, people would have had knowledge about it then. Maybe it was something like behind the scenes that like personally between those two that they didn't see that finally like Mm -hmm. on that day it happened again or something like that happened or something that one of them was upset about. Yeah. Happened again. So it was finally like, this is it. It came to a head. There's a lot of graduation stress. She's just crying because they maybe had a fight that morning and maybe the breakup happened later that day. It was was like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was like the, you know what I mean? Like that finally pushed it over the edge and I could see how it could get there. I just, I'm not the person to have a public fight. Like if, if Nicole and I are mad at each other and it's like to the point that we would be getting a divorce at this point, like I'm still confident. Like if we were at a friend's house, you'd keep it together. We'd, we'd be good. I, I would know what was in store when we left. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we would, we wouldn't do it in front of everybody like that. Yeah. Well, what I also think is interesting about this story is that, I mean, I really 
feel like we're getting like the eyewitness reports. Someone's like, oh yeah, and then he walked off with another girl, and then they went to this restaurant, and what happened there? Did so you I, follow them? So I think the the obvious connection to make with this submission is he was cheating on her with this girl. Potentially, yeah. And maybe it wasn't like a relationship because I mean I'm assuming this man never posted this girl because yeah. clearly she never saw anything from or social media. What if it was like? What if it's one of those things where like she thought he was cheating with that girl, <gasps> but he oh. wasn't. So then when she's finally like, you did this, I leave, you know, because that actually happened to me in real life, not with Nicole, yeah. with, a, with an ex. She thought I was cheating on her with somebody and I wasn't. And Whoa. then and then when we broke up, I was like, well, she thought we were. So let's say, <laughs> you know, and maybe the breakup was just him. You're being ridiculous. Yeah. I, we're not cheating. But she's like my friend from, you know, school or wherever this guy's graduating from. And then once he from. got single, it was like, oh, we should do this. You know, and then they walk <laughs> off together. And she's like crying. <laughs> so maybe this will be one of the rare occurrences where I'm like talking to this person and I'm like, oh, you're in the wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, but you can't say that because that would you'd feel bad, right? No, of course not. Of course not. Well, let's get to the bottom of it. I'm excited to find out what happened and to see what actually happened in this relationship. So let's break down this week's breakup. So we got a really interesting submission that you might be surprised to hear about. Somebody said they saw you in tears at your ex-boyfriend's graduation and they want to know what happened to your relationship. But we want to start from the beginning. Give us some background. How did you meet this guy? And then tell us where it went wrong. So I was 16 when I met him. He was my mom's boyfriend at the time, my mom's boyfriend's nephew. My mom had been with this guy for like 14 years. They were on and off. Or I thought, mm, he's, he's different from his uncle. No, he wasn't. I was with someone else at the time. I was in high school. He went to the military basic training. When he came back, I had broken up with that boyfriend. I was now 17. He was 19. I was a senior in high school at this point. And we just started talking more. We started hanging out. That just turned into something. He was in the military for five years. We were together all five of those years and we made all these plans. He painted this real pretty picture in my head. We got engaged and I use air quotes because there was never any wedding planning. Six months in. I'm so <laughs> stupid, but I mean we're all young once. Did he propose then, in like a cool way? Was he like, oh, do you just like want to get married? Like, wouldn't that be fun? Not a cool way at all. This is such a bad story. I'll tell you the story, but like, not a lot of people, like my parents don't know the story. When my mom said, how did he do it? I just said, oh, we were just sitting there watching a movie and he just, he got up and he came back and he had a ring. We were about to do the nasty and and we couldn't because we didn't have protection. So like we had already gotten real far, like no clothes were on and he he got up, pulled a ring out of a dresser drawer or something and got down on one knee and was is this like in my head, I'm like, is this really happening? But I was so vulnerable because I'm not wearing any clothes. Like I felt like I couldn't say no. And I was like, if I say no, is he going to break up with me right here? So I said, yes. The ring he used was actually the ring, his mom's engagement ring to his dad, which they had been divorced already. So I was kind of like, hmm, is this bad luck? We're using a divorce wedding ring here. Was this planned at all? Like, was he going to propose with that ring or was he like, oh shoot, I got to act quickly. I know we don't have a condom, but like, he, here's a ring. I, I think he was going to use that. I think at the time he really did have those feelings for me. And he did for a really long time. When he came home, like for good after five, after serving his five years in the military, like he had painted this pretty picture. I should have known the picture wasn't going to be as pretty as he painted it kind of later on in the relationship when he was still in the military. Later, later on, he had started just acting different, but it was very slight changes. 
was. So, you know, sometimes he would get me mad just for fun, just because he thought it was fun. He would hurt my feelings just because he thought it was fun. Like all of a sudden snap out of it and be like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I kind of wanted you to cry. So that's why I hurt your feelings. I'm just like, why would you want me to cry? I look back and I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? Well, it's hard when you have the love goggles on. I mean, you literally have a ring on your finger from this dude. You're just like, okay, well, let's just get through this and get back to the good part of our relationship. Uh, When we first broke up, I would say that all of our issues started when I actually, when I lost the ring. I was at my mom's house one night baking cupcakes. I took all my jewelry off to not like, you know, lose any of it. I had put the ring inside my wallet because I didn't have like a case for it. Then the next day, I forgot it was still in there. I went, took my grandmother to Walmart, my grandma and my sister, handed my sister my wallet. She handed it back to me and I put it in the cart as I was like putting the groceries in the trunk and forgot it was in the cart. My sister took the cart and put it where you put the cart in the parking lot and we drove away. And when we got home, I was like, where's my wallet? And she goes, I gave it back to you. And I said, it was in the cart. So it was gone. And I used to say all of our problems started with that because then he he held on to a lot of anger from that. It always came back up, but it was an accident. We got an apartment together and moved in. That's when like a little thing started happening. I don't know what he got mad at me for. I was in the living room doing homework while trying to eat something before going to my second job. And I forgot what he got mad about. And I had my plate in my hand above my laptop. He threw the plate out of my hand. The food literally flew everywhere. It got on my laptop. I just looked at him. I took my laptop off of my lap and I I left. I sat in my car for a little bit because I had like probably 30 minutes before I even had to leave to work and I just didn't want to be in there with him. And then he called me and said, where are you? I said, I'm in my car. He said, can you come back upstairs, please? I said, did you you clean up the mess? Because I'm not going to do it. So he cleaned it up and I came back upstairs and he apologized. And that was that. That's around the time where I'd say was really, really rough. But I kept thinking like people kept saying the first year you live together is the hardest. So I was like, okay, we just have to make it through this year and everything will be better. That wasn't that wasn't the truth. My love language is words of affirmation and physical touch. Both of them really big words of affirmation. I blame on the long distance thing because that's all we had was like communication through phone, through text, through email. Sometimes if he was deployed, that's all we had. When he moved in, I stopped getting that. And when I would say that, he'd say, well, I'm here now. So I don't have to say, I don't have to say any of those things because I'm here. I can just show you. He was showing me in his way, not in the way that I needed. So that was hard. We moved into our second apartment. He was studying to be a police officer, which now he is a police officer in Chicago. I was making pasta and I couldn't open the jars. Like I knocked on the door. I was like, can you open this for me? And he's like, get out. Like he yelled at me to get out. And I didn't like the way he yelled at me. So I went back to the stove. And when he came out, he's like, let me see. And I was like, no, I don't need your help. And I opened it myself and he didn't like the way I gave him an attitude. So he picked up the kitchen table and like threw it. Everything fell off of it, kicked the garbage can. I And then he went and sat down in the living room with everything still a mess. I, at this point, I learned not to show him emotion because clearly he said he liked to upset me before. So I don't get that. I, I don't get that. I will never get that. So I just did quiet. I finished making dinner, covered it up, and I decided to be the bigger person and apologize to him. You know, maybe I, I shouldn't have had the attitude that I had that day, but you also shouldn't have reacted the way you reacted. And he just didn't say anything. He just kind of stared at me. That's so unbelievable to me. Later on, he came in and we had this long talk. And that's when he said, I've never cheated on you, but man, you should see the girls that come my way. Oh my gosh. So, and I just sat there and let him talk. It affected me. I just didn't say anything at the time. In this same conversation, he said, you know, I remember it was the day before New Year's Eve. I remember it this day. He said, up until a couple weeks ago, I was thinking of ways to leave you. And then I asked him, so what made you stay? And he said, I don't know. I came home one day and the house was really clean and I was really proud of you. So I didn't want to leave you anymore. I'm like, so you, so you didn't want to leave because I cleaned the house? Okay. I can't 
can't even imagine how belittled you felt in that moment. Him saying, you're pretty much only good for what you can do for me. Pretty much. And then a couple weeks pass by and I tell him, I start acting more like self-conscious, I'd say. Like at this point, I was always asking for like affirmation. Like, do I look pretty today or not? Should I do this with my hair? This? And he's like, why are you acting like this? And I said, well, honestly, what you said about you should see what comes my way the other week. It hurt my feelings and I can't stop thinking about it. Like that was me giving him a chance to apologize. And he didn't. He said, are you serious? Do yourself a favor and just don't think about it. And that was that was rough for me. For some, he slept on the couch one day and his phone was like next to me in the bedroom. And I seen this one contact who did not have a name. It was just LT. And I'm looking at the messages. Kind of the first few messages are, I didn't see you guys. Where are you? Or some like, I didn't see you at the academy today, which he was still in the police academy. And he's like, oh yeah, we had to take a field trip to this museum today. My bad. I should have sent you our schedule. And I keep reading. Find out that her, that this is a girl. Find out it's a woman because he asks if she has a boyfriend. Yeah. And she said, no, but you know, a lot of, a lot of people keep hitting on me. And he's like, well, you're a gorgeous girl. I wouldn't be surprised or something like that. And I just sat there. I'm like, he hasn't called me gorgeous in two years. Like it's literally been two whole years. He's talking to her the way he used to talk to me. And he doesn't talk to me like that anymore. I go through more, keep, I figure out that she graduated from the academy like three months prior and her brother's now in his class. I see him talking about me with her, like venting to her about me and then her giving him advice, which some of it I agreed with. Some of it was like, she doesn't know my half of the story. I never, I never told him anything that I saw that I just kept it to myself. Then right before he's about to graduate, he takes me to his class, has his gathering at a bar. So we go there and he points out this guy and says his sister graduated like three months ago. We call her Lady and then the last name. And so that's when I put two and two together because I remember him calling her that in the text messages and it's LT. So I was like, really? She graduated three months ago? And he goes, yeah. I was like, is she pretty? And he goes, yeah, actually she is really pretty. I was like, prettier than me. And then he kind of like felt like something was going on. So he looked at me and he's like, you know what? Yeah, a lot prettier than you. And I was like, okay. When we finally broke up, well, when he broke up with me, it was the last month of our apartment lease. I was really, really sick. I don't know what I had. I had eaten at his uncle's house like two days before that, gotten really, really sick. Like couldn't even get out of bed sick. Couldn't keep anything down. It was the day before his big graduation and I had taken the day off for that. The day before this, this was his breaking point. I texted him while he was at work asking him to bring me some strawberries home. He brought me strawberries home. I said, can you please put them in a bowl and sprinkle some sugar on them? The sugar is in the cabinet where the cereal is. He comes back and it's got brown sugar on them. So I was like, what is this? He's like, it's sugar. I said, it's brown sugar. And he goes, oh, we don't have regular sugar. I said, I told you where the regular sugar was. And he's like, so it's the same thing. I was like, it's not the same for me. So I got up and I was going to go rinse off the strawberries and put the sugar I wanted. And he thought I was going to go throw them away. So he snatched the bowl from me and walked away. And so I figured, okay, maybe he's washing them off. He never came back. He ate the strawberries and he didn't talk to me for like a day and a half after that. And the only reason he talked to me is because he came home from work finally one day and I sat down on the couch next to him. And I said, you know, a while back, someone really close to you, which was his mom, gave me some advice and said that when you're ignoring me to just let you finish it and then and then you'll come to me when you're ready. And she was right. She was right. You you eventually came to me when you were ready to talk to me again. But then I never knew what was wrong. And that's not fair to me that I don't know why you're ignoring me. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is Hibernation Abbey and there is Summer Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, 
like, ew, a refrigerated meal. That must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious and they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50 off. So I'm not going to let you ignore me this time. You need to tell me what's going on. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You, I don't think we should renew this lease. And that's where I knew he, where I knew where he was going with that. But I was like, so where are we going to live? Are you going to buy a house? No, I don't think we should renew it together. I don't think we should live together or be together anymore. And so he broke up with me right then and there. I still, still was so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. He's like, as a matter of fact, I'm going to start packing my stuff now. So he started packing his stuff and taking stuff to his uncle's house to start moving there. And I guess sleeping on the couch there for a little bit. I was devastated. I tried not to let it get to me, kept it all to myself. And then later on found out that he was telling people Then my mom had called me and I was still sick. So she was asking me about it. And she's like, um, is something wrong? I said, he's, he's leaving. He's moving out. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm staring at, at, the, at the time. Our bedroom had two separate closets right next to each other. I said, I'm staring at my closet, which is full in his closet. That's empty right now. And that's when like everything started coming down. That was hard. But the next day I still got up, drove myself to Navy Pier, which is not an easy drive. Like Lakeshore, anybody lives in Chicago knows getting on Lakeshore Drive can suck sometimes. And it sucked this day, especially because I could barely even move. Sat through his graduation by myself. He didn't want to invite anybody. So I went there because I had planned to be there. After graduation, I went up to him. First, I ran into one of his friends. And by the look on his friend's face, I knew that he had told his friend everything already. When I found him, he's like, what are you doing here? It's your graduation. I told you I was coming. And he said, I didn't want you to come. I said, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm waiting for my friend. I said, for what? And he said, I don't know. I'm going to go out to eat with my friend. I'm like, well, can I come with? He's like, no, you can't. These are my friends. I don't want you to come out with me. I'm not going home with you. I was like, can you just hear me out? And he's like, no, as a matter of fact, when I get home tonight, I'm finishing packing up my stuff and I won't be back. Like this happened in public at Navy Pier. That was like one of the most humiliating times for me because he said this in front of the general public. I like, I couldn't even drive. I had to sit down at Navy Pier crying while people were walking by looking at me. It was horrible. Like thinking about it now, I want to cry because like it, it's just so embarrassing. I couldn't not cry. I couldn't hold it in until I got to my car. I had to sit down. Like I had to sit down at a table at Navy Pier and finish
finish crying before I could even walk to my car. It was it was rough. The January rolls around. I start talking to my who's my now fiance. He's my fiance now. I start talking to him. We went on I won't call it an official date, but kind of like a date together. And I had posted a picture of us on Snapchat. After that picture, my ex reached back out to me and wanted to meet up and you know start working things out. And I asked him, you know, why all of a sudden now? And he's like, I saw a picture of you with someone else, and it really pissed me off for the whole day. The whole day at work, all I could think of was that guy. And it wasn't good for me because here I am, a police officer. You know, I have to pull my gun out sometimes and I actually want to kill somebody, but I can't kill this person because it's not them I want to. I'm like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) I'm such an idiot. So we start working things out a little bit. After that, you were like, you wanted to work things out with him? Yeah, I'm an idiot. (laughs) I look back and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? I think our first date after that is, is Valentine's Day. Then I think a week later was my godson is his cousin. So it was my godson's birthday party. So we we both went to that together. And he had said that I could sleep, I could spend the night at his house. I did. And at six o'clock in the morning, he woke me up and said, you need to leave. I said, what? And he said, yeah, I got to go to work. So you need to go. You can't stay here. I said, why not? Yeah, I'm like, you don't even need to, you don't need to give me a key. I can just go out the back, you know, lock the, the bottom lock. Like it's fine. And he's like, no, I don't want you here when I'm not here. You need to leave. So he made me get up and leave at six o'clock in the morning in Chicago winter. I couldn't go home because what am I doing coming home at six o'clock in the morning? Like I lived with my uncle at the time and I just didn't want like the questions or anything. So I sat in my car probably until like 9 a.m. You and your car just spending some real quality time. (laughs) A lot of quality time in my car. Then the pandemic really hit and right before Illinois shut down in March, that was the last time I saw him and he kind of ghosted me after that. And looking back, I'm like, thank God he did because I would not have walked away. I would have kept trying to make it work no matter what. That's the thing. Like I explained to someone recently is that once you put so much time and effort, like at this point, it was eight years of trying to be together. Mm -hmm. At this point, I was never going to leave because I didn't want to walk away from something I worked so hard on. When you first started to experience abusive behavior from him, what made you want to stay? Like why when he threw a kitchen table at you and, you know, compared you to other women, what kept you wanting to stay in that relationship? It was what he used to be before all of that. Like I kept reminding myself of what he used to be. And, you know, maybe if I just act this way, maybe if I do this, he'll go back to that way. There was a lot of like self, like it's my fault. I'm too needy. I was in love with what he used to be, not with what he was anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, that's so confusing because it's like you just want to hang on to the moments when it was magical and beautiful and, and great and just hope that it comes back. But unfortunately, this time around, it didn't happen for for you for the, with, yeah, this guy, yeah. with this guy. So like even now, I, something will happen between me and my fiance now. Like my fiance might say something and I'll have to look at him really serious and say, don't ever say that again. We've had seri- really serious conversations. Like he knows for sure. I've been really clear. I said, like, you know that I was really broken. He saw me like he saw the end of it. He saw how like wrecked I was after it. He saw the recovery, everything. I'm like, I'm broken. And you like he he knows he put the pieces back together and that he was still putting them back together. To this day, like I, I tell him, like, I'm scared to talk about my ex with you because I don't want you to think I'm comparing things. But I have to tell you these things so that you know what not to do and what like is going to trigger me. And he might get upset sometimes, but he still understands. There was one time he had gotten upset and he didn't talk to me for a whole day. And it really like like it shattered me. And then I explained that I used to get ignored for like 
like two weeks at a time. I would live, I lived in this house with this guy. I lived in silence for two weeks. So I, I can't have that. And he's like, I will never ignore you again. Like, I'm so sorry. He felt so bad. And I'm like, good, you should feel bad. So <laughs> the good thing is I left this relationship knowing what I'm not going to put up with anymore. And that's going to lead to you having clearly a much healthier relationship where you're able to articulate the things that are unacceptable yeah. to you, which is such mm-hmm. a great strength to have. I'm curious about you dating your now fiance in the middle of trying to figure out the guy that you were with for nearly eight years. Like, what was that dynamic like? T- tell me about that. That was that wasn't official. Um, it was he. So here's the deal. He's a client at the job that I work at. Um, and he runs this company with his uncle. The company is the client. Every year they throw this party for their employees and they always invite us at the, the accounting office because we take care of them. You know, we help them. We do their payroll and stuff. So they always invite us because we do a lot of work on the side for them. And he's like, you're going, you're, I'm going to take you. You're going to be my date. So I was like, oh, okay, bet. Pick me up. Pick me up in that nice car you got. <laughs> so, so that was that. It was never like, it wasn't a real date. We, it took us a really long time. Like that was in Jan, that was the end of January. I didn't come out and tell him how I felt about him until July. And then we didn't make things official till August. So definitely an extended period of time before it was yeah. a relationship. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was just like the beginning, beginning of what was going to be. Okay. Well, it seems like it's a much healthier relationship, but I'm very happy to see you in a, in a good place. If you could go back and rewrite history, like, is there a point in time when you would walk away from that former relationship? Is there a time when you're like, you know what? I should have drawn the line there. I should have drawn the line. Like I probably should have drawn it a year in a year after he came home. So the sixth year in, I wasn't going to, cause again, I was still thinking everybody says the first year you live together is the hardest. I just have to make it through this year. I should have drawn the line probably in the middle of our second lease, maybe six months before. I should have drawn the line in December when he said, you know, you should see what comes my way. That's when I should have drawn the line. Especially with like with social media, like there's this whole other form of cheating that people can hide from you. They don't even have to like bring it to the surface at all, but that you have no idea what they're looking at all day. They have access to thousands and thousands of women. I actually just saw this, somebody just exposed this account on TikTok today where it's like, there there are guys that follow this account called Puppy Melons, where it's photos of puppies. But if you swipe right, it's like a girl with like her tits out. And it's like, yeah, you got to see who follows them. And it was like, oh, my ex-boyfriend's on there. Like glad that that has now been exposed and that was happening in my relationship. Great. So you would have drawn the line halfway through your second lease. What would you tell girls that are in this type of relationship that are kind of having the same thought process as you of feeling like, well, I have so much invested into this relationship and I just want to hang on to this person that I used to know. What would you tell them about that relationship? Who you used to know is not is not the same person anymore. They're not the same person and they're not going to go back to that person no matter what you do. And even if they do, it's only going to probably be for a week or so and then you'll be right back to where you were. It's not, don't stay. Don't waste your time. Like I, I look back and hate the amount of time I wasted. Yeah, because you seem like you're in such a great, healthy relationship now with a guy with a nice car. Are you kidding me? Rolling up. It could have it could have happened so earlier, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, no I, you learned so much. And now you have yeah. the the tools to be able to make this a relationship that's gonna last. Yeah. I, I wish I would have like I was willing to I was willing to do anything. I was like, let's go to counseling. And he's like, No, it's not worth it. We're not married. I said, Yeah, but we wanted to be. So I was I was willing to do anything to make it work and it was never going to. And I should have seen that. So hard to walk away, but you have to do it for your own mental health because it's taken a toll on me. Sorry to hear that. What would you say has been the hardest thing to work through since the end of that relationship? Honestly, right now, it's I was so deep in with his family that even 
even now it's hard to to cut his family off like I still talk to his mom his mom still calls me his cousin like I said is my godson so I still have to go around for that stuff and there was actually this past a year ago now because in February it was my godson's birthday again I was now with my fiance um, we weren't engaged yet but I was with him and I had gone to my godson's birthday party his mother my godson's mom did not know that my ex was coming so when he showed up she was like I had no idea he was coming and the only reason he came is because my godson had invited his little brother and his little brother had no way to get there so I'm like it's okay he sat down and started talking to me and that's when I realized like I just I can't talk to you I can't ever I can't talk to you anymore because he really got into my head and made me really insecure like after that conversation with him I came home and asked my now fiance so many questions about me and he's like where is this coming from I'm like I'm just wondering you know I'm just wondering do I not appreciate you enough do I not say thank you enough do you know do you know that I do appreciate this and that and he's like yeah I do what's wrong like he just said a lot of things and at one point before this he had sent me a text message saying I'm sorry I wasn't the man you needed at the time like and what he was talking about was there was a lot of times where I would vent to him and he would want to just give me solutions but at the time I didn't want solutions I just wanted somebody to listen and he didn't understand that and he would get frustrated and we'd end up fighting so it was worse like I couldn't ever vent to him because we just fight um and he apologized for that he said now I realize that you just needed needed to let it out and I should have let you let it out so I had in this converse this face-to-face conversation I said what made you apologize and he said actually I had to take a class for work about dealing with people who are I forgot what word he used but pretty much who are crazy I said okay so I'm crazy what a backhanded compliment like he is acting like he's here to apologize but he actually just wants to like let you know by the way you're crazy was that the last interaction you've had with him was when you saw him at was it with your godson yeah yeah how long ago that was, was that? Yeah. how long ago was that a year ago a year ago and you haven't spoken since no he's he's text like he texted me happy birthday I think he texted me Merry Christmas like I just ignore I ignore everything I haven't I should block I think I have blocked his number since then I think <laughs> I don't remember it. or maybe he just stopped reaching out but I just I refuse to talk to him now so and I, I really can't do you think you're ever gonna have to have a run-in with him again since you are so closely related yeah definitely Ooh. Definitely. And then, you know, I'm, I just have to remind myself not to let him get in my head. He just, he just has these ways. He says certain words, like he just really knows how to get into my head. And I feel like it's my fault for staying so long. He knows so much about me. He knows how to get to me. That's the hardest part about these kinds of relationships and breakups is that you get so close to someone on such a personal level. They know Mm -hmm. all those little details about you that they are the people that can hurt you the worst because they know exactly where to hit you. Well, is there anything else you would like to tell the people who have just heard your story and are having their own reactions to it right now any other details you want to include or words of wisdom Uh, like I said don't be like me like the person that you knew before is not the same person and they're not going to go back it's not going to it's not going to go back to what it used to be so get out while you get out while you can get out well thank you thank you for sharing your story it took a lot of bravery and vulnerability I really appreciate you coming on to share it I know a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it and I'm really hoping that somebody hears your story and has the courage to also get out. I hope so. And you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed this week's breakup story, we would love it if you left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also, if you listen on Spotify, don't forget you can check out all my breakup playlists on my profile. Just search at Abby Murphy or click on my name under the author for this podcast. You'll find me. I just want to reiterate all the resources for abusive relationships are linked in this episode description. Definitely check those out and send them to anyone who you think might need 
to see them or read them to get out of a bad situation. The trailer for next week's episode is up now and the mini episode will be coming out on Thursday. See you then.